hello and welcome to The Three Guys. As once again, I am Tyler. I got Ben on my right. Howdy. And I got Dixon on our left. Or my yeah. left, I guess. We're yeah. actually switched up the sitting arrangements this time. We're trying something new. New place. And we just got back from seeing Pacific Rim, which is the epic supper blockbuster that everyone should be seeing. Uh, you Robots and monsters. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Yes. And if you have, or if they're on the fence about it, go see it. Let's go see it again. In fact, we'll go see it again right now. Yes. We will pause this. We'll come back. No, we're not going to pause it. We do want to go see it again. At least I do. But that will... I might actually try 3D this time. I think that one might be worth trying and seeing in 3D. Just because then we'll we'll get rid of our baggage. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't want to see it in 3D. We'll just watch it in 3D. Um, So yes, Pacific Rim. If you have no idea what it is, you've been living under a rock. Uh, We use that, that metaphor like far too much. Like living under a rock and... Well, it's 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 one of those movies where if you have if you're not at least vaguely aware of it, you pay no attention to any advertising. But all the movies we've done, yeah, we kind of have said that. I mean, that's I almost said as that, bad as the and, interruption and the, thing. And all the movies we've done have been movies that like everyone's gonna know about unless they have been under a rock. Well, maybe not not after uh, Earth, not after Earth. Uh, that's something that could be used against. Okay, but well, anyway, anyway, uh, cliches aside, uh, it's. Alien, it's aliens from another dimension invading Earth, and our strategy against them is to build, uh, what was it, hundred foot robots, like, like really tall ass robots. Really tall ass robots. Because too. walls aren't good enough. We learned that in the movie. Walls. Like what politicians yes. will tell you. So to uh, just to kind of start things off here, we'll start with the probably the most. I don't want to say this is the most interesting, but it's easily the most boring thing we could talk about. The plot. And I'm not, saying the, I'm not saying the plot <laughs> we is... Kinda just, we kind of just went over it. We pretty much yeah. did. It's, a, uh, it's, it's sort of an abridged version of a war that humanity has with these... They call them a kaiju. Which is like the Japanese monster genre. That's the kaiju Godzilla. Gamera. Yeah. Is that and, actually what it is? I thought it was something no, else. No, kaiju means like strange beast or beast. And that's the genre of film that Godzilla, Gamera fall under. Well, yeah. Okay, fair enough. They're I called thought, kaiju. I thought that was just a funny-sounding Japanese name because Gilmore del Toro liked the sound of it. But if that's actually what they're called, then fine. I didn't actually know that. That's kind of cool, you yeah. know. It, it, it is. Uh, it's and that's that's how we fight these aliens. But uh, of course, they're they're getting they're coming through stronger and stronger with every passing day. Quicker, faster, stronger. And they're getting bigger, and bigger. Meaner. And the government is less willing to build these. And more willing Jaegers. to build a wall. Yeah, they call so, them Jaegers. This is like our last. This is like the the, the Jaeger pilots' last stand. Last chance. Very much their last chance. Because the only other alternative is to big build walls around po- uh, coastal cities, and we learn within what three minutes. Of if saying that. that, if that's like, well, we're retiring the Jaeger program to make big walls. Three minutes later, if that uh, monster busts news flash, news flash, monster invades Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> it broke through the wall in under an hour. Even though, like before that, like they cut right through a mech easily. It's kind of like really. And you think a wall the size of, well, the uh, Jaegers, not mechs. They don't yeah. call them mechs ever, actually. Which is surprisingly. Surprising. Well, actually. they use Jaeger. Jaeger is German for hunter, and these things are like hunters. <clears throat> yeah. But either way, they, they make the walls basically the same size as these Jaegers. And it's kind of like, you really think a wall is going to stop them when they just ram their heads right through these Jaegers. And we learn eventually that these suckers can fly, so it's kind of a point anyway. Well, some can. Yeah. I mean, there there are different types that are the same, but different kind of deal. Very much so. So we got the boring stuff out of the way. Uh, let's talk about one of the cooler things. My personal favorite, because as much as I love the monster designs, I like the giant robots more. The Jaeger designs, yeah. like, they're very well detailed. Like you never really get a good look at the uh, um, the mechanations. Like they're very hand wavy with the sides of. How exactly these things are powered? They give you terms for it, like oh, this well, they give powered. very vague terms, like oh, this one's nuclear powered and it's analog, which we won't talk about because that's the actual BS. like what that actually would mean. Yes, like, <laughs> we're never we're never given that kind of express detail. Yeah. But they are shown little fiddly bits underneath the armor plates, which look really cool. There's yeah, but it, but it mostly, the, but all you really see is more or less kind of things that look like lights, wires, pipes. You really don't even stuff see shifting. gears. Yeah, you see stuff shifting. You ever but... watch the cartoon in the '80s, and they would like the cities in the '80s and cartoons would always transform into battle stations to sell the toys. <laughs> Brave Star Transformers. You see the towns like transform, all these cogs start spinning, things going into place. <laughs> That's yeah, basically what it is. Kind of like that. It, it's very well detailed. Like you could you could see like oh they, they, it's 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 
it, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. You know what? The insides kind of look like the Transformers, like from the movies. Kind of. Yeah, but not as random. No, they're not as random. They actually make a little more sense. It's like they just took like a outline of a Transformer and threw mechanical bits into it. Yeah, it actually it's, it's looks not like. That bad. Well, again, it is very vague. It actually looks like that. Given time, money, and insanity, these things could actually exist. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they're believable looking. <clears throat> they're, like. Oh yeah. They're believable looking and like how they look. Maybe what they do, not so much in some parts. Yeah, okay, not how they run to, or how they're fueled or anything. You have like, to you have to forgive, you have to go away. It's like well, you have to turn your brain off a little bit. Suspension of disbelief. Or yeah, it's just like, like well, how a nuclear powered thing can use jetpacks. And it has a lot of jetpacks. And somehow can go underwater with a big jet turbine on the front. Yeah. <laughs> don't it make sense, cool. but it looks cool. They so. modified it in between missions, I guess. I don't <laughs> know. Oh no, because uh, it's jumping in the water. But we, but another, I this another facet of it is that we do have a bunch of different bags, of course. To I want to say it's to sell toys, but it probably isn't just that. Do they even make that joke in the movie? Like, yeah, they make that. They make the joke. They talk on. about once they actually start being able to fight them with the Jaegers. How suddenly they became they became less fearful and more toy. You can start selling them as toys now because you have a defense against them. Uh, so people are seeing them all cutesy and things like that. There's even a point where they make like this, I guess, I don't know, it's, it's either in Japan or China or something like that, but they have, but they have kind of like this cutesy weird game show kind of thing. Where I think they it's have, like, like a talk show where they bring on like this talk like, show? Like, Barney-like stand-in with like a green Yeah, it's, it's like a giant suit. Barney kaiju. It's based on the one in the beginning of the movie that wrecks a bridge in San Francisco and kills a bunch of people. Yeah. And, like, and it took several six years. weeks to kill. Yeah. It took six weeks to kill with tanks and planes, but, but, but you know, like a few years later, everyone's just like, ah, it, it, it's him, and... Then everything starts getting worse from there, but I, so what? What do we got for different rooms? We've got say uh, Gypsy. I can't even remember its last. Gypsy name. Danger. Gypsy Danger. It's like the American one, the one you see in all the trailers, walking around doing all the action. Really, it's really kind of a titular character, like it, it's pilots. It's the hero character. It is the hero bot. Uh, you have and the other thing. The, they're all very reflective of. They're pilots, I think, a little bit, and like, the and country countries. they're from. Yeah. Like, they have the Australian one, which I would have paid for being from Europe. But you Yeah, know, I didn't realize it was Australian. I thought it was, like, British. If it had yeah. been for the fact that it attacked Sydney, yeah. and that robot just happened to be there because they were discommissioning, I would have thought it was, like, a Eurobot. Yeah. And they just sent it to Sydney for sure. No, that one was the only one that didn't make sense, you know, how they're saying it's, quick, the, it's the quickest and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, well, you don't really... Assume the you know them with being quick and things like that. Well, I think it's less. Than I mean, the theirs was a less stereotypical one. I mean, it looked it looked more mecha than all the rest of all of them. It looked the most kind of Japanese mecha inspired. Yeah. It did, and well, it was very. Yeah. It, it, it looked was very like some of the Robotech, like the, the things on its back. Yeah, it, it was very slim. It was very quick looking. Like it definitely looked like it would have. It would be the fastest. Did the it bunch. have like scissors for weapons? It looked, it looked like, like it had scissors. It, it looks like it. It didn't oh. have scissors. But it looked like it had foldable blades. Like, well, they were like almost like daggers, like big. Yeah, like they were fold daggers. out daggers. Like they would fold out one half from each side and they'd like. Clip it had like together. these battleship chest cams. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, they did. Like and I think cam. there was like a big missile in the middle too that they never used in the movie because. No, I think that was like the turbine for the other ones, except not so turbine. Well, when they're in the when when they're setting up, they, they like when they're ex- they're showing up the four bots when they're like in. In the dog, I guess, or in the Shattered Dome. Yeah. The Shattered Dome, they call it, which is a great name for where you keep your murder bots. They show it reloading this giant missile into it. It looks much bigger than the f- smaller missiles it fires from, like, its smaller chest rockets. Now, maybe that was just that what the size was, and because it was the way it was, like, set up, like the shot was, maybe it looked bigger than it actually was. But I thought there was, like, another, like, uh, uni beam, like, missile launcher oh, in the chest. Yeah. That was a good robot. Then you had the other two, but you don't actually see a whole lot. Unfortunately, no, they don't no. live long enough to see. I mean, you still get a... You they, see, they, they still don't get one really cool fight scene. Yeah, they do get a fight scene, but they don't last very long. We'll go over them quickly, just because they're they're interesting. There's the Chinese one. Uh, which is run by triplets. Which is run by triplets. And three has three arms. Uh, the way the the robots work, if you've not seen any of the uh, if you've not seen the movie yet, or the, the featurettes on YouTube, the featurettes on YouTube where Guillermo del Toro and I'm sorry I'm saying his name wrong, uh, he talks about how it works. Uh, essentially, uh, these they, these things are like powered by coupling like two people through the robot because one brain couldn't do it. They tried it and they presumably killed a bunch of people doing it. Well, they well, couldn't normally do it. It, it was could easier be... to do it among two people, but there are the few and 
far between. Far between that could do it. And it's not like you know you're going to be fighting with one person. Yeah, it was left hemisphere. You could drive it with one person and hurt yourself. Yeah. Uh, so the way that it works is that they're all linked and they share memories. It's what they call the neural handshake or the dive. The drift. Drift, that was it. I always I heard dive a lot, but well, it's I, I was just more miscellaneous terms. But it was basically these two people sharing like thoughts, like the, their histories. They were actually connecting mentally. Yeah. Which allowed for some very, like, oh, flashback. Like, this is a quick way to get the flashback. Yeah, it, it basically characters. was a vehicle for flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, even though only which one. Which is neat would... because, I mean, when you see a lot of things, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily important. But it gets it all out of the way rather than being like, oh, look at them, you know, they're all happy in the past there, and it's like, oh, back to here, oh, we gotta go back to the thing again. It's like, there oh. is one flashback like that after, works like it's that. Not, once again, it's not like After Earth where it's like, oh boy, I need to see this flashback again. Oh, completely. Yeah. But then there's the uh, Ch- the Chinese one, which, I, again, I, I gotta turn to Dixon here. What was its name? Crimson Typhoon. Crimson Typhoon. I don't know why I can't remember these names. These are some really cool names. I just can't connect yeah. them which because it's got three pilots it's got three arms with like chainsaw blades and it's like spinning around and it, it had some cool maneuvers it has yeah. some really actually cool what i was kind of disappointed in in that actually when you see it because there's two arms on the right side and a big arm on the left side like you can tell the left arm is bigger than the other oh, two right arms yes, definitely. but they didn't do anything different with the left arm i mean it was just a it was just another saw like the other two arms were and it's kind of like oh it's I was kind of hoping for like maybe a big blade or a something gun. else or like yeah a gun. Well, they 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 but, they saved the big sword for someone else. Yeah, but I was still hoping for something else <laughs> maybe bigger on that to give it a reason to be bigger. But it, it it's got some great effects and it's got a very nice design to it. Yeah. The only downside is is if I hadn't told you that there was three pilots, you might not notice it. I'm not going to say they're in the not, cockpit. In the cockpit. Yeah. Because uh, it's the third guy seems to disappear. No, I think he's. I think behind them. He might be behind them. Because at one point he grabs onto this kaiju and flips over it. And it looks like they actually are flipped over in the cockpit. And you see the other one flipping like the other way. Maybe it like orient. He can he helps orient it, the thing. Maybe. Oh, maybe. And like I said, the point this is... This is all speculation. It is yeah. all speculation because unfortunately, if I hadn't told you it or you had it in the featurettes, you wouldn't know there were three pilots in that thing. Because it's... it's I don't want to say it's too quick in the cockpit but when we're going into that cockpit because we don't get to know the characters very well I'm assuming they don't speak English because they only uh, ever speak in Chinese yeah, I think the cockpit too I think all the cockpits were the same set and with different lighting because it's really red in there well, well I be, don't know that the to, Russian one seemed very different from the other ones but we'll get into that in the future yeah. I think they might have put more stuff in it And but to be fair considering Gilmoro and company made like the cockpits, like they made sets out of them, like physical sets, like what they yeah. like, like two story sets or something like that. Like yeah. two story sets, three story sets. They are huge sets. I wouldn't be surprised if they only made one and just changed. Like they had the base of one, they added stuff to it for particular scenes, yeah. and then changed it. That's the Chinese one. Then there's the they're Russians, right? Yes, yeah. uh, I'm assuming they're Russians. Yeah, and Which Dixon, is awesome. if you could name that robot for me, please. Can you Ben? I cannot remember it. it you did. It, you did remember it. Was, it's Chernoff Alpha. Chernoff Alpha, and uh, beyond the humorous fact that upon googling the two, I, okay, I recognize one of the two Russian pilots. Uh, for wrestling fans out there, he's Kurgan, or is it Kurian? Kurgan, I think. Kurgan, uh, an old WWF wrestler from eons ago, part of the Oddities. He used a, a big claw move, and I instantly recognized. It's like that guy has not changed his look in like. 10 years. No, he's only 43. He's, he's, he's young. pretty young then. Yeah, for all yeah. things considered. Uh, funny thing is, he's Canadian. And then we Googled his co pilot, which is a woman equally as tall as he is. Oh, well, she seemed like it was almost yeah. tall. She's, I mean, Kurgan, what were you saying, was like seven. He's seven feet tall. Yeah, he's seven feet tall. And, he, and she is like pretty close. She's like six, nine, something close to it. Yeah, I mean, she's not more than half a head shorter than him. And once again, seven feet, half a head, that's and not much. She's more. also Canadian. And she's also Canadian. She's yeah. actually from Winnipeg, which yeah. is where we're from, so yay us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, I think, easily the most interesting mech of the three, Chernobyl yeah. Alpha, because it just, it looks so drastically different. It, it's, well, it's because it was a first generation. Yeah, they talk about those different marks. Like, like Gypsy yeah. is a mark three. three. I don't know what Crimson Typhoon is. I think it was like a four. No, that was a five, I think. Four no. or five. The Striker was a five. Striker was brand new. Oh no, much. I don't think they mentioned the Crimson Typhoon. No, they didn't say what he was, but he seemed newer. Yeah, so he's probably four or and, five. Uh, yeah. 
Chernov is like a Mark One. He's yeah, he super. Is the, the yeah, old, he's the, the last oldest. of the old one, and they spent still six. His, like they mentioned, like Hal family. Yeah, these two, they're like I guess twins, or, or brother or sister. They yeah. spent six years like on Siberian guard duty on with this thing, and yeah. nothing got through. Now yeah. to be fair, the Rift is in it's the Pacific Rim, which is a big area, but they only primarily come from like that area, move that way. So to be fair, yeah. to strike Siberia is a further route than they only take. Well, it doesn't happen. Then again, you know, something must have happened to put somebody there on guard duty for six years. Yeah. But it's, it, once again, kind of like the Crimson Tide, it's very stereotypical of the country. It's big, it's iron, it's blocky, and my God, does it look potently powerful. It, they, yeah, they talk about, like, this thing is heavy and old. And yeah, but, but don't be don't be fooled by it. The cockpit, it looks like there's more stuff in it. They have different helmets. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's almost very, uh... uh uh, I want to like, say red alert. I was actually thinking nope. maybe some like Macross in there. No, it's kind of like Yuri's Revenge, like Command and Conquer Yuri's Revenge. It's kind of like the Russians from there. Because another thing that we'll mention quickly, because it ties into our next segment, is both the the Jaegers and the Kaiju uh, both very heavily bar their design aspects from other creatures. Now, to be fair, they are designed that way, and they are set as such. They don't mention where they're from. Yeah. It's not like it's yeah. not like a, a, a nudge nudge like that's from this like. Yeah. There's, there's Evangelion right there. There's Evangelion, or there's like Gundam, there's, or Gundam, or Godzilla, or yeah. there's there's no straight out Godzilla kaiju. What's funny which though is kind of sad me. You kind of look at the uh, Jaegers, and you can kind of see where they can come from if you have like if you have an extensive knowledge of big mecha. But there's no yeah. no one mecha but, comes from one source. No, but you kind of see similarities. Yeah, but. The Russian one, you don't really see any similarities from what I've seen. It's just really it blocky looking. It kind of looks like a, the, the Big Daddy from, uh, well, the Big Daddy from uh, Bioshock Bioshock 2. Kind of, Look at yeah. that helmet. Maybe. It's like a helmet look to it. I suspect yeah. that it, when this does come out on Blu-ray, and uh, we'll be picking it up for sure, oh, yeah. I suspect there'll be a nice little catalog to tell you where all these individual like references come from. I, I'd That'd like be to, nice. That would be nice. So we kind of get this understanding of where these particular... Aspects are not again not yeah. borrowed from, but when they see something from one mech thing, because yeah, they're kind of like, well, you know, the, the shoulders on that look pretty cool. That might look cool in my design. Yeah, I mean, they'll... I mean, they're not copycatting. Shinji Danger kind of reminded me. Just some of his lines reminded me of like Big Guy and Rusty, which is once again an homage to like the Godzilla yeah. franchise. Yeah, a homage to a homage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how that works. Speaking of, uh, time for to talk about the alien menace, the kaiju. Nice. Uh, these all have strange names that are thrown at you. They're it's, codenames. I guess they're named like uh-huh. hurricanes. They have them queued up. It's like the next one's going to be called this. I think they're Katrina. Supposed, I think they're supposed yeah. to be named after a particular aspect. I have to guess they see them somehow first. Although, within those last three, they didn't see at all. Yeah, it's well, like, they, only oh, yeah. Two. They, they only named two of them. And the, uh, the, the, it was like Killian and... Riding. Leatherback, wasn't it? I think it's Weatherback or something like that. Leatherback. Okay. So the first one Leatherback. that they name is is Knifehead. Yeah. Who has like kind of he looks like a shark, kind of. Which He's kind of like a shark with. He looks like like a, like like yeah like it looks like a shark. So fine. With a big axe for a forehead, so it makes cool. total sense. Look cool. And then uh, you had Leatherback, which he kind of did look like like an alligator. That way he moved it first. Yeah. Yeah. One well, he was more an alligator, but almost like, like a an arrowhead, like an arrowhead, like fish, like like. Oh. No, I was gonna say just kind of like a big general looking lizard yeah he looked like a thing. lizard and he had this big tail and he shot acid and yeah he was pretty mean no that's not the one that shot acid that was the uh, yeah that's back. i don't know are you sure no because leatherback's one of the two underwater fights near the end no leatherback is one is the one with the uh he fights with the emp one and he's the one that flies later is leatherback uh okay i'm not something okay, i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. because the ones he... at the end are like killian and raijin yeah, yeah raijin yeah because okay, i maybe thought you're right because right. i thought I they said raichu and i was like what I think Raijin, I think, like, I think it's, like, lightning. Well, they got the... Japanese. Like, but, yeah, yeah, so it's a, uh... They've got the, the big monsters. Like, the next one... The next two that show up when we, when we, uh... We get to see all four robots in action, which is the great middle-of-the-movie fight scene where, unfortunately, uh, a lot of bad things happen. <laughs> uh, we get one that's a... One thing that looks almost like a silverback gorilla. With a weird face. His with face a weird, all, like, almost like, like a dog backlit. face. Yeah. This face is backlit. Well, the, the way the way these things work is there are, there are a lot of dark, huge like claw like claws and like big pieces, but they also have like energy. It seems like they're inner are blue bioluminescence. They're very yeah. bioluminescence. You've seen uh, Avatar. 
Mm. Yeah, it's basically that. Uh, so when they open their mouth, their eyes are all blue, and everything yeah. they do is blue. They are the blue, which actually surprised me there was very little blue-orange contrast in this movie. Yeah, other than the turbine. But... The turbine and yeah. the one scene where they're in the atmosphere, but... Yeah. You know, also in the beginning they mentioned, like, oh, there's, like, environmental things, like kaiju blue, they said, and... There's a lot of stuff yeah, they reference in the kaiju beginning, but they don't fever. really talk about that. I guess... I think that's more deleted scene stuff. Yeah. I guess it probably has more to do with, like, just these things are so toxic, and that's why later in the movie you see them get harvested. You get to see them quite intimate, like, just going on to the kaiju. And they're classed to, like, the Jaegers. Like, there's, like... Like, hurricanes are classed by strength, and I guess these things are classed, too, by how big they are. Yeah, how big and strong they are. And you get quite... You get to see them up close and personal because they go inside of one after it's, like, been killed, and they have pieces of them, and there's a huge black market... Yeah. Which is actually like, which is run by Ron Perlman and probably the best role in this movie. Well, second best, I, I think yeah. Idris Elba playing the commander is better. But yeah. Ron Perlman is—he's uh, Ron Perlman. He brings a lot of—you know—he brings personality. Like the non-Jaeger pilots in this movie, I'm going to say that really bring a lot more to the movie because oh. not that any of the Jaeger pilots are bad, but a couple of them—they bring—they seem to bring a different, like a more comical, more if yeah. If they're not military, like, or pilots kind of thing, they seem to be more comical. Yeah. Like, the I mean, researcher guys, they're very comical. We'll, t- we'll talk about them in a bit. Yeah. Well, well, to back to the kaiju in question, let's see, we've got the one that fires EMP bursts, which is living proof that these things are designed by someone to say, fuck you to giant robots. And, and when someone even suggests that, the other people are like, oh, no way, that's impossible. Like, that's the... Giant robots fighting like aliens coming out of like a portal in the Pacific Ocean, yeah. yeah. But the, that makes total makes, sense. Like, but from another dimension, it's basically a wormhole. But someone making these that? things, no. And then sure That's enough, crazy. when Ray shows up with an EMP, they're like, "You could have, yeah, you might. <laughs> we're be done. Right. You might be right. Yeah. We're done." Uh, then there's the one that spits blue acid, has a tail, which and... seems like absolutely devastating, like because the acid just brutal, like it ate through like big chunk of the building and ate through that one uh, the Russian one's like armor. head yeah. armor like really they make instantly. a big deal in this movie it's like it's like oh it's pure iron no alloy it's like okay what why yeah they don't explain that it's like what's the big deal about it having an alloy <laughs> who knows well in, in irons it does weaken it if I do remember properly well it, but iron when it's out of the nickel or is steel <laughs> yeah. I don't maybe there's a reason maybe it messes up their telemetry I don't know some random some random science. Fact like that. Ooh, I don't know. It's a miscellaneous fact that never seems to be pushed too heavily. They, it just they say seems it a couple to be times. Young. There's one in a flashback that I don't know ever actually gets named. Going to the back to the kaiju. No. Yeah. Uh, it's when it, it they they Japan, which actually only gets messed up once. Uh, primarily, this movie takes place in either Alaska or China. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah it really takes place outside of Hong Kong. Pretty much That's the entire the movie spot. does. Yeah. And it's um, a giant crab. Yeah, the one in Japan that attacks and is one of the antithesis... It's the backstory for a particular character. I won't go into spoilers Two for characters, it. really, actually. Yeah, character, two characters. Two characters. And we're sitting in the theater, it's like, it's a giant... It's a giant crab. Enemy crab. It's a <laughs> giant enemy crab. Or snake when you it's, need it's him. It's pretty scary. It's just like... It's <laughs> eating stuff with its many, many, many mouths. Mammals. And it's, it's got like these huge claws. It's, it's like, it. oh my god. They're not as big as you'd think they are. They're almost just I guess, not like giant crab claws. They're almost like it's not shrimp propor- claws. It, it has crab-like features, but it's not it doesn't it's not proportioned or move like a crab. It, no. it, it's clearly part. It's designed. as crab-like as you know, like but a you crab know poke. It's like when you have a crab poke, like a Pokemon that's based off an animal. It has features yeah. of that animal, but looks nothing like that yeah, animal. You mean like Crabby or Kingler? No, it actually looks like a crab. I'm yeah. talking like craw- crowfish or whatever. Yeah, he's got lobster features. He looks nothing like a lobster. Yeah. His claws are basically like a extra heads for him. <laughs> but to be fair, it makes sense. Because to have that big of claws compared to the size of the creature would be absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't work on that big a frame. Oh, no. But I, I don't know. I was a big fan of just the the design. A lot of it. It's not traditional uh, Guillermo del Toro stuff, which I think is both good and bad. Like, it doesn't... Like, there's no there's no eyeballs and hands. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of his... Uh... A lot of his multi-eye thing, though. All, he seems does like every it. creature had at least, like, what, four or six eyes? 17 at least. Eyes. At least 17. <laughs> and he liked to take creature... Like, he basically looks like he took... 
I don't know if these exist. Like, there's a thing online where you can take Pokemon and jumble them together. Yeah, I played with that. It's yeah. hilarious. You get some really weird combinations. Look like he did that with creatures and then blew them up like 700 They feet. all look like they could be living things almost. Though. Like, none of them look yeah. that ridiculous, really. No, they do seem to be based off almost our creatures. Which? Like, you almost got, like, you know, like some of the sharks and crabs and yeah. lizards. Like, there's, there's, some, there's some, it's some really good stuff in the design. Uh, and they all look different enough. Like, really, at the end, you don't... Like, there's three that are introduced really quickly... And they're different enough looking. One has like a yeah. face inside of its mouth. That's like, like that's the that's the fish fish one. There's one that kind of has like a hammerhead. There's a really really big one that's like class five, the biggest they've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. and then there's like one that looks like a hammerhead shark almost. Yeah, that like the, he's got like a bull head almost, and they like torch its face off with a thermal vent in the oh ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't um, kill it either. No, like, no. They, they stabbed it good and yeah, they stabbed torched it good its and face it just, off. Yeah, and then it just kind of like man, yeah, I thought it was dead. <laughs> That's what I thought. Then you see the class five scream out there, and it's kind of like, oh, got to go to him now. The the only thing really I think left of that one is to uh, we'll talk very briefly about then after moving on from the kaiju itself to the alien world. Um, this is where we. This is it's only sort of spoiler territory. You know the kaiju's are aliens. Like that's, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they they tell you that in the trailer. They tell you that in the intro, man. Yeah, the intro's pretty quick. They, yeah. they do it in the trailer, too. It's just like, mm. if they tell you before the movie came out that they're aliens, then you know they're aliens. Yeah. But It's like Superman. You were an alien? Yeah. <laughs> it, but you know that, Tyler? Damn. I knew that, yeah. Right. It's, uh, the movie but, told you. Yeah. You wouldn't have known otherwise. I think I read in a book somewhere. <laughs> Anyways. There's a placemat in a Chinese restaurant. I think it's somewhere. <laughs> Fucking Ron Perlman. Did you, though? Um, it's, uh, well, we'll get to him. Just, just hold on. Uh, the it, very simply, it looks like it's a lot of flesh sacks, and it looks like it's designed by the Protoss. Like the alien world, like we get to go there very briefly in a in a scene that reminded me. You said it was a different movie. I said it reminded me of Independence. They Day. They look like the aliens from Independence Day. Yes, I just felt like the kind scene of, in yeah. general yeah. felt like Independence Day. It's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what. Oh, it looked yeah, like that part reminds me. It's it's very. Independence I'm not going to say what movie it reminds me of because that will spoil the. The spoiler that we're going to be giving at the end of this for the ending of the movie, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's a... Uh, no, you can, you can feel for a minute. It's, 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 well, it's like... Ba- if you've seen Battlefield Earth, which either you hate yourself or you're a Scientologist, so you do hate yourself, <laughs> or you were drunk and watched it like I was... Way to offend to, uh, religion. It's like the end of that movie. It's like they go to their side and they blow it up, and I don't think it destroys their world, but it definitely shuts down the machine or whatever that... Makes the portal. That it, it eventually becomes the plan of humanity, or the few robots that are left because the government is all but abandoned. The Jaegers uh, is uh, to essentially drop a nuke into the rim and blow up. There's like a, it's like a um, they call they call I think they call the, the throat. throat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got that right. Uh, this, I, I remember you have all the things you remember. <laughs> I don't remember names. I am throat. I am horrible with <laughs> names. That that's uh, if you weren't wearing name tags, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, we're just resting our McDonald's uniforms right now. Yeah, if it wasn't we gotta go to work after this. <laughs> no. But it's a yeah. That, that's the that's their plan to drop a nuke and it and blow it up. Which has never worked before because it just bounces off like an invisible force field. Yeah. But they, they think this time it will because uh, it's stabilized. Yeah, because math told them so. Yeah. math told us that would happen. Because crazy British guy. Gottlieb. I think it was Gottlieb. Like Gottlieb like or something that. like that. It's Gottlieb and Geyser or Geyser Geisler. I think it's yeah. both G. The G man. Yeah, the GG. Uh. But the uh, was just, I, I felt that movie that that the scene in general and the alien design like I said Protoss at first I was like this looks a little Protossian to me yeah yeah I'd say that but it, it's we don't we we get we get we get vague glimpses like we get a sort of reason we never hear it from them but it's just like oh they're doing it because they terraform planets and because they like to the take way. over planets and we're almost. in the way the you know, alien plot number three I think it is yeah that's, that was like yeah. a couple years ago like all the movies like Battle Los Angeles and. All the like War of the Worlds, like, all the movies have been doing this, except for District Nine. And District Nine is like the one alien movie where the aliens weren't out to get us. Yeah, that was just a happy accident. They or stopped E.T. here. E.T. Mm. They wanted to get us, just not that one. <laughs> there, there, he didn't know no better. <laughs> he didn't know no better. He was small. He didn't know. So before we get to a uh, all the all the well, we'll we'll talk about the comedy sidekicks in a minute because there's a, there's a whole bunch of them actually in this movie. This movie's only rated PG. And I, I understand why it is now because it's it's a uh, 
fantasy it, violence. It's fantasy violence, quote unquote, realistic violence. But just the level of violence in this movie, like, okay, there are two really well done fight scenes in general where they're not in the robot suits, yeah. which was a fear I had initially that they'd get one half of that right and then they'd get the other half wrong. But no, the two real fight scenes we get outside of the robot suits are really well done. Um, and then we go into the robot suits for the rest of the action scenes, and I don't have a problem with them being a little too shaky, but it's only when they like zoom in on the pilots, so yeah. and they're usually being hit by something when they do it. Yeah, they really tried to show in the fight scenes when the when the robot when the, when the when the mech gets hit, you know they they're shaking in this because they're in there too, right? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it didn't usually take away from the action, but it, sometimes it was quite a disconnect. Well, it's because sometimes they focus too much inside when they're taking yeah, the damage. Yeah, or you get too much of a, like, I know they're not, the shots aren't shot like a close-up because it's all digitally created. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, you know, you just wish they had pulled it back just a little bit more. Yeah. To get more into the shot. Because sometimes it's a really close, especially when you have all these reflective surfaces like glass and metal in a city and all these lights. Yeah. And the kaiju's kind of dark and blue and the mecha's yeah. kind of dark and blue. Or dark Things kind of get lost in, yeah. in each other. Yeah, like you, you don't. You're never wondering how something happened, but you know, you just wish they had pulled back a little. I kept feeling like, man, if they could just pull it back a little. Yeah, bit. like I, I kept seeing pull it back. Like that's that's yeah, that's exactly it. But the, the fight scenes, just kind of in general, were like they, they, I think they were they, they they were strangely brutal to me. Like if there's if there's one thing I have an issue with, and this is not something I normally have a problem with, because you know what, it, it, it's a sci-fi movie. It's about big monsters fighting giant robots. I'm okay with this. It's just that I thought. There's a trend, like there's a couple movies out right now, like we talked about this on the trip, with uh, the Lone Ranger being uh, everything I've heard of it has been it's excru- it's it's well, over violent. Yeah, well, look it's at John very... Carter Amaris last year from Disney, or was it two, two years ago maybe? Yeah, it was two years ago. But I think. there's a scene in that movie just talking about like the violence of the PG kids movie, where John Carter like starts killing the Mar- a bunch of Martians, and there's blood, but it's blue blood, so it's okay, but it's flying everywhere. And by the end of it, he just has a ring of dead bodies around him. Like, he's... Like, it's brutally I, violent. It is. I, yeah. I don't know if that just speaks to the way things have changed, and, you know, we're not going to get into that debate. But I just thought the fight scenes, when they... they like, they're, they're brutal fight scenes. They're bloody. Rip, limbs are being ripped off on both sides. Yeah. Uh, tongues are being ripped out. Tails are being frozen and shattered. Yeah. Which was, again, really cool effects, but... Ron Perlman well, gets eaten, which yeah. it just made me sad. I got that was too over the top. People are getting ripped out of their Jaegers, or they yeah. die horribly. Like well, yeah, like the Russian ones. You know, the acid burns through the frontal armor, so they're exposed to the outside. They're pushed underwater. Yeah, they're basically drowned, and when they're almost dead, they get stomped on. And you're seeing their breath escape. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, like, yeah. like they're straight up dying. Yeah. And, and then, then he starts crushing them. And then you, and you see a boom. You just see like, a, oh, yeah, his reactor ignites. Yeah. <laughs> you're sure they're dead now. <laughs> And the, uh, I thought that was a really cool scene actually, because when they're drowning, like the light from the the pink light from like their helmet kind of yeah. is all refracting off. I don't know, it looked really cool. It is a really cool shot. Like a, this is like I don't know. it's just I, I, it's it's not something I have a problem with personally, but it was a lot more bloody than I expected. There was, from and there the was PG kids movie. in the theater. Was yeah. there kids in the theater? I didn't oh, Ben, and you noticed the kid. Yeah, we heard him. Yeah, I don't know what he was singing. Was he doing like the the Despicable Me, like Minion? B O B O B O. I don't know. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, kind like, of. I'm like, did he? This kid see Despicable Me too before I did? What the hell? <laughs> is that even out? Yes, yes it, is. it is. It came out. It was in July the theaters. 3rd. A uh, d- down the line from us. Well, that kid's even in that movie. Probably. Yeah. He, uh, he just came from that, and his parents but, wanted to see it. Yeah, it's movie. very brutal. Very well done. Like, and very yeah. imaginative. The fight scenes. Oh, they're very imaginative. They're very good. You don't see the same thing twice, really. Well. There's a lot of well, no, there was some blue orange contrast when they shot that one. Make sure check him for a pulse. Oh yeah, like and the his inside is orange. His insides are so burnt there, orange. orange. Yeah, okay. There are there, there is some blue orange contrast. I won't say there is, but it's a surprisingly low amount of it, considered the aliens. It's are like blue, Transformers, which is just littered with it. Actually, uh, when you really think about it, like that's all there was. It was either dark blue or orange. While we're on the subject, while we're on the subject of no. fight scenes, very quickly. With the actually, even with that one, now I think about it, all the robot fights he said to take place in the dark. Is that a good thing or a bad thing to you? To be fair, they're in the middle of the ocean generally. I'm not saying close, so it's no, the weather's going to be stormy generally. I don't have a problem with yeah. that necessarily, but no, it's but what he, no, but what he's talking about is like the fact that they they always seem to come at night, and they always except seem for to... the flashback. The flashback is broad day. 
in Sydney, but we don't really yeah. get to see that fight scene. That's like two no. seconds of the we robot winning on the news. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't really get a fight scene there. Get a mauling. You get a mauling. It's uh, I just I it, like I don't have a problem with it being dark because because you know there's no lights from the city, but even when they are in the city for the China fight, it's I think really dark as film. I don't have a problem with it, but I I don't know. Just, just I find it weird they'd always come at night. Right. Maybe they're um, like, you know I'm sure it's probably they did it was intentional and they did it like I mean on the, on well, the actually, the movie's part you know what even even as like a you know an attack form there why not send them at night your creatures are dark fair enough they, they're harder to keep track of harder to see harder to keep track of even yeah. though the ra- their radar seemed to be absolutely amazing and know exactly where everything was yeah except the one they missed well, I guess that one was coming out of the portal no, that so one the one they lose out. in the city but that's fair well, oh. losing the sea. It's like Godzilla in the, in the American well, Godzilla movie. It's like, where did it go? Yeah. Well, the thing is, but unlike that movie, where it doesn't make any sense because the military should be tracking the sucker like radar, and there's no reason why there would be no radar. This one, it made sense because the helicopter couldn't see it because it was quick, and they didn't have the the typical equipment because it was just EMP'd a minute ago. There's actually a logical reason why they can't track that thing. Yeah. Not like the God- American Godzilla movie where. He's just too fast for the military to keep up with, which makes no sense, but at least here it does. Either way, talking about a better movie. Uh, than Godzilla? Oh, you're saying this is better than this? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. We know you're not saying that, because you're not crazy. Wow. American Godzilla. (laughs) We'll be very specific about that one. Uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, So, from there, um, then there's the comedic sidekicks. Which do two of them in particular do you know save the day with their exposition? Yes, they're very important with that. But what did you think about the comedy scientists in the whole? We've really got about four of them. Um, we've got two scientists. We yeah. got Ron Perlman. Who's the fourth one? There was a fourth one. I can't. Um, Idris Elba. Idris no, and not Idris Elba. So I guess okay. Fine, bulldog. The bull, bulldog, <laughs> yes, because the bulldog gets all the cute scenes. Um, Okay, fine. It's only three. I don't know why. I thought there was a fourth one. Maybe I was thinking that there's dog. like the guy in the command center, but he's not really a comedy relief. He's not even. He's not even really a character. At one point, he carries like four coffee cups. I guess that's kind of funny. They're all for him. They're four coffee cups and a bagel. I'm like Jesus. Just take the take the pot. Yeah. If you're not gonna share, fine. Just take the pot. Yeah, it's just it's basically yeah. Just it's just the, it's the three. It's yeah. the, okay, fine. It's the three. We got the uh, um, the two scientists, and then there's Ron Perlman. Uh, being Ron Perlman. Yeah, it's like, was he acting here? Or was he just being himself? <laughs> in the interviews, he said like this character is very close to me. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I, watching this, I believe it. Like, this, this is the kind of guy who I'd be like, who I, I can understand ruining shots. But you've heard that story, the alien resurrection story, right? Surprisingly, no. To go over this very quickly, there's a scene in Alien Resurrection where Sigourney Reaver has to throw a basket over her shoulder. After a fight scene in, in, in like an auditorium, like a arena, and she's actually originally she'd been trained to do the shot, like she could actually do it. Yeah. From, from you know, not, it's not not it's impossible. Like half court. It's like half court. It's not impossible. You could do it with practice. Yeah. But the day of the shoot, it was further than she had trained, so they were just going to have her throw it too high and then just digital do it. Yeah. So the first time they do the take, she's just like, "I'm just going to do it anyway." To hell with it, misses. She throws it and she sinks it. Yeah. The first try. Ron Perlman's in a cross shot, and you can see, like, there's two cameras. There's, like, one to the left, like, facing Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. and there's one facing Sigourney Weaver. She's walking away from the baskets, so it's kind of at the, uh, there's that circle yeah. where they stand for three throws. And you can see, like, they show it in both angles. When she sinks the basket, Ron follows it, it sinks, and he turns back, and he just about screws up the shot entirely because he absolutely breaks character. They were able to salvage it, but there's a reason, if you watch that movie, why that scene cuts so very quickly. A second longer, Ron Perlman would have corpsed it. But he plays Hamas Chow, and he is a dealer in kaiju body parts, oh. and which makes sense in Hong Kong. Like the like the trade of like animal parts for all kinds of remedies is very big, yeah. and it's got a lot of Gilmero del Toro cues in it. Like not only Ron Perlman, who is a Gilmero del Toro cue, he's like yeah. his best friend. Yeah, they seem to be. Um, it also has. That little like bit of Hong Kong, or in like Bone Town, it's called, has it's... like giant kaiju bones over the place in the shop. Reminds me a lot of the scenes in Hellboy Two when they're in like that the fairy market, town. Yeah, show market, yeah. Very cool scenes. Kind of gives Look us like, a different angle. It's actually kind of neat how they made that because uh, you know how they how they had those worshippers of the uh, kaiju, yeah, thinking that they came from heaven, and their temple was I guess 
I don't know if it was like a. Yeah, I think it was like a head and rib cage of one. Yeah, I guess. And it looked really cool. It It was amazing. It's almost out of place in the movie because this is supposed to be like the end of the. I guess for everyone else, it's not the end of the world. Just for the the Jaeger pilots, they know it's the end of the world's coming. But I'm everyone sure... seems kind of calm, relatively calm about it. Like, they're living their lives. Well, then again, this yeah. is a war with giant monsters that's been going on for seven years. Eventually, you're just like... It's, it's like DC... Yeah. It's like the DC universe. The world ends every goddamn week. After a while, you just get used to it. It's not even a day off work anymore. Yeah, it's just kind of like, is it happening here? Well, how close? Four <laughs> miles? I don't gotta worry about it. Call yeah, it when it comes to like, for miles. a stray body getting punched across... The county, yeah. <laughs> like they, they, they care when the robots, they, when when things show up in their area, and then they kind of they get around it. But they seem to be really quick response time. Like there didn't seem to be any civilians left in China that weren't already in an underground bunker. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. They were just like when, well, they, when they go open all those offices, all the offices are abandoned. Yes, like everything is abandoned up there ex- again, except for that. Uh, then there's the two scientists, which they were both very grating and annoying to me. I, I, I thought they'd be way worse. I'd heard they were, like, really annoying. But actually, I, I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. They both actually did a lot to explain. I like to yeah. I, I like how they're both they're both very different in their approach. Well, they're complete opposite. One's basically, like, a mathematician. One's, one's your snooty British mathematician. Yeah. And the other mm-hmm. is the new age uh, biologist. I think it's the best thing to describe. Yeah, he's got, like, tattoos. Otaku kind of guy. He's a big kaiju fan. He's got, like, tattooed on him. Yeah. Which I think is offensive to show that to a pilot whose brother died to one, but... Well, to be fair, I don't think he knew. I think he did. If he, he knows did... who this guy is. He just was so caught up in how cool these things are. He's not too. He really... I think he enjoys He was transporting... He, he does look... He really enjoys it. He yeah. was transporting what looked like a giant Jaeger test... Uh, not Jaeger, a kaiju testicle. Yeah. I well, was like, that was what like is... a spleen and a brain, wasn't it? Yeah, a brain. Yeah, I think it might have been the brain, brains. but I was yeah. just like... Well, it was a piece of brain. That yeah. Was it. Yeah. But, uh... It's it's they're 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 pretty good. They play off each other well. They obviously don't seem to like each other that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but they do a lot to explain. Like, they can predict kind of they can kind of predict when the kaiju are gonna show. I guess there's like a formula to it. Yeah, there's math the, to it. The one the found, man found the found it. And, and then they then the one point he drifts with ones and they kind of get figure out. Brain. Yeah, the, the things are being controlled. And the first person to tell him it's a bad idea, well after he's done it at least, is Ron Perlman. Because yeah. Ron Perlman is the genius. Apparently, he just knew this guy drifted. Yeah. Well, he looked at his hemorrhage and eyes. Yes, it's like, man. You di- oh. You're dumb. You're totally They're off. after you. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, well, they, they don't... You don't really know if they're actually after him or if it's a kind of a sequence of consequence. Yeah. I'm glad that they don't straight up say. Yeah. I like that he assumes it because, well, he's easy... He's a jumped-up caffeine addict, and uh, that yeah, very, yeah, very, kind like, of basically. He, well, that's his, he basically he's playing his character from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think his name is like Danny or something, or whatever in that show. He's he's in Horrible Bosses, okay. but he, I I liked both them. They both yeah. they weren't just comic relief for comic relief's sake. They actually had a role in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will admit the British guy in the beginning he's, he he was a lot more obnoxious and annoying. But about halfway through, he got a lot better. He does sort of yeah. mellow out. He disappears yeah. for a while. Something happens. Yeah. When he mellows out, it, it, he's great. And seeing as we've a, uh, we can't we we can't we can't wrap this up before we talk about who's I think easily the best actor in the movie, Idris Elba. I think he he walks away with this movie, and that's not to say the rest of the acting around him is bad. That, that's not what I'm saying. Just it's actually all quite good. It is surprisingly quite good, despite the fact I don't know many of these actors. Yeah. No, they're unknown. Like I, I, know, I know who Kurgan is, but uh, that's not fair. He, that's he's, a little different. Yeah. He doesn't actually. I don't think he actually says anything. No, he has no lines. Yeah, he has no line whatsoever. Well, I think not. She does. Yeah, like, she 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 no, says think, turn off. She says turn off alpha a lot. And there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of grunting from the that's, two of them. That's a really long call sign. Turn off alpha. Moving out. Turn off alpha. Taking point. Turn off alpha. Compromise. It's like, oh, okay. They probably just we get it. Your goddamn Pokemon. Original <laughs> <sighs> Pokemon level announce enunciation here. But the rest of the acting is fine. Again, with I think the the exception of Idris Elba, who plays the grizzled general. Uh, his name is Marshall. I think his name, his name is Marshall. Yeah, yeah his name is Marshall. Uh, he general is Marshall. I, I don't think even know. He might not even be a general. I don't know. Well, I don't know. He's got the four stars on. He's his just his Rangers. Uh, like, yeah. like, it's like a UN thing, maybe. Maybe. Well, maybe. But the point is, like, the rest of the acting is fine. It's not 
I don't want to say it's noteworthy, but it's all very uh, it, it's, typical. It's all very typical. It's all well yeah. done. It's just not exceptional. And Idris Elba, he's the guy who's just like, well, I have to be the guy in charge. I have to be like like he he has this line in the movie where uh, the main character. Uh, Riley, I think his name is Riley Beckett. Riley Beckett, yeah, yeah, something like that. Him and his brother Yancey. Yancey, what a great name, Yancey. Were they thinking like Futurama? They must Maybe. have. Yancey Fry. Uh, I don't know. I, I had a couple of, like Futurama flashbacks watching that. No, there was no Bender though, so sadly. No. Uh, but it, when there's one point where he's arguing with uh, Ildus, like like uh, Ildusaba's character, and he grabs his arm, and there's this look on his face, just like. He looks absolutely offended. And the first two things where he finishes the rest of the episode is like, rule one, don't touch me again. Rule two, don't touch me again. <laughs> and then he goes on with the business of the exposition he was talking about. Yeah. And it's a, he, I don't know how I've like I have not really noticed him before. I've I've seen stuff with him in it. And he's in Prometheus. He's in Prometheus, which I liked. I know a lot of people didn't, but I did. We get to watch that. Uh, we we went to see it in theaters, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. That, that was like when it came out like a year ago. Yeah. We went with Jareth uh, and. Uh, did we go with Jareth? I think we did. Probably just went. Well, anyway, he's in Prometheus. And he's he's actually surprised a lot of stuff. It's just like you know what he's Idris Elba for president. Yeah, it might be interesting to track him down and see what else he's he's done. I think he had a TV series called Luther, where he's like a he's like a it's like a crime show, British crime show. Don't you own that on DVD? No, I thought you, uh, someone I know does. Anyway, uh, so we, I think we've come to talking about everything. Let's just wrap this up. Uh, we'll start with the left again. Dixon always gets to go first. Always. So, yeah, so I get to make all the good points. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. You I don't always... get to formulate my thoughts, which you guys are saying. I have to come up with it on the spot. <laughs> well, if you'd like, I can flip it. You no, no. You don't have to go first. We, you have, a, we have a formula. I, yeah. I was expecting this. So why don't you sit on the right? <laughs> I always start I on my left. The left. I have to be on the left. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be. Well, if you want, if you don't want to go first, I can't throw it over the bit. Okay. Okay. So last minute things about uh, my in like my review of it. High expect going to this movie. I really was hoping it was going to be like not. I said, oh, if it's not the best movie ever, then um, I'm going to kill. Some, I'm going to kill Camilla del Toro. But uh, <laughs> that's not definitely a real you know it's it, just... it, it's not the best movie ever. No, no, it is a summer. It is definitely Gilmero's, like, this is feels much more like a, a a big summer movie blockbuster. It's a bit more typical than anything else he's done so far, mm-hmm. but it was still very good. There was all, like, he had, his touch is definitely there, his, his attention to details, the effects for this movie, you know, it, they all pay off. There was no effect that I was looking at, like, oh, like, that looked, that didn't look good. I like the look of everything. You know, the actor's... You know, they did a good job picking them, you know. Sure, I guess they could have got some big-name stars, but they didn't need them. You know, not to portray this story, this simple story of a of a boy, Idris Elba, and his robots. <laughs> versus uh, Kaiju. You know? Um, you didn't need a lot of big, You didn't need Russell Crowe. You didn't need Kevin Costner, like... Sandra Bullock? Saying these... Like, you didn't need them. You know, it's... Fair enough. You, you just don't need them. Great action set pieces. They kept it fresh. I was expecting, like, it's just going to be a slog. My, my fears were, I mean, high expectations, but fears, that it was just going to be, like, robot slog, like, you know, like, kaiju for, like, ten minutes of just punching. It's just going to be a punch match. But it wasn't that. You should see Atlantic Rim. I think that'll be the movie that lives up to all of your fears. Yeah. If I had to give it a review, though, like, this is probably, like, I'm going to say it's heavily skewed. I think... Is this the most enjoyable movie I've seen in the summer? I don't know about that. I think, oddly, Man of Steel, I think, was a better movie overall than this. I think I would go back and watch Man of Steel, and there's things I would have missed. There's things I would enjoy more. This is very, as good as it is, it's very shallow. I will watch to see it again. But it's just... I'm not going to get anything extra out of it watching it multiple times. You know? Fair enough. It's very oorah, very good. Um, it, it's pro-humanity, though, not pro-America. Which I suppose you know, is better. I think I gave Superman a 7 out of 10. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a 7 out of 10. 
I, I, although I just said Superman was better, Man of Steel was better. I think that this would be a seven out of ten. This is gonna appeal for any action movie junkie. You know, you can take all kinds of people to this movie, and they're gonna enjoy it. It, it moved along very fast. It didn't feel long. It did not at all. It it takes, like, wait, the intro takes a while. Well, <laughs> well, we, the we, Pacific Rim. Yeah. We did have some issues in our theater with uh, <laughs> starting. Like, the movie uh, failed to start twice. Yeah. Like I, I think Two we were half times. Kind like of we were very much on the verge of getting a refund, and had it stopped again, we probably would have. We yeah. wouldn't be able to see it in not 3D because this was the only. This was literally the only showing of the day in not 3D, which I find yeah. very strange. Which is apparently called 2D. I know it's, it's a very strange format. What the, the stand, I don't know what the, the 2D stand for. Two dimension, two no, doors. No, it can't be. It can't be. It's impossible. Two dixilations. I don't know. That's that's quite closer. <laughs> yeah, solid seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. You won't go wrong seeing this. You know, you, I I guess you can take your kids to it. I don't know. Take your girlfriend. I... I don't know. There's not really a love story here. You get some fangasmings from the from yeah. the female character. <laughs> yeah, she does have some. Uh, I call those squee moments. She does have those. Yeah. So you got a seven out of ten from Dixon. We'll change up the, the, this pacing. I'll go next because we're actually sitting differently this time. Yeah, we'll, we'll mix this up a After bit. After I made a big point about you know going first, and you're like, you don't do that. I said I'll go move first, and it just ate up a lot of time. Yeah, I'm just gonna do that to you. Fiend. I, I'm in, I, apparently I'm in charge of this. I get to say who goes when. <laughs> Except if I push the button. You could push the button, but you're not. I, I, I have the It's a big red button, folks. The very big this red. is actually quite an advanced sound studio. Like, we shouldn't be in here. Like, we, we, we basically t- broke in. It was right next door to McDonald's. So, I mean, before work, we just go into here because it goes movie theater, advanced, you know, audio booth, McDonald's. So, we just broke in. Yeah. We're liable to get kicked out by the cops any minute here. They're very slow. Yeah. Um, for me... Mentally. Ah. <laughs> He does not enforce all of our opinions on the police. We love the police. Um, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, when it comes for, for me to looking at this movie, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. I got the big monsters. I got the big robots. It had some great action scenes all around. It was fast. It didn't. It held my attention. Definitely, I, just, I don't like. Some people might say it dragged. No, I, I it, like I, like I said, it moved very fast. It moved fast, and yeah, it didn't drag. It held your attention. Thank you for saying it. Yes. Yeah, this is. I held the attention, but when I'm thinking about it, it's like, are there negatives to this movie? Yeah, the, I think there. I don't think there's any one thing as a perfect movie, but I will say that this movie is perfect for the premise. This is exactly what I expected. This is what it's like. Yomoto Tomo told me this movie's about big robots fighting big I, monsters. I wish it had been longer. I almost feel like yeah. I I could have sat through a longer version of this movie. I can't. I hope there's deleted scenes. How much longer though? Half an hour? Hour? I don't know how long I was in that movie for. So I could have been there all day. <laughs> could be tomorrow for all I know. Uh, what is today? But yesterday's future. Mm-hmm. Oh, very deep. So in talking for the movie itself, uh, I got to like I said, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. I, there were problems, uh, but I thought everything was just so well done that I can't. It's gonna color me as a really big fanboy. This was easily the biggest movie, the best movie I've enjoyed this year. Technical problems aside, uh, everything aside, I gotta give this movie a nine out of ten. This might be the best thing I've seen all year, and while that's because you saw After Earth, that's that, that really we does saw it too. Yeah, yeah we, and that really skews it. And now, am I saying it's better than Man of Steel? I gave it a higher rating. I know that much. I don't really, I don't exactly remember what I gave Man of Steel. You gave eight, like I did. I think I gave an eight. But I thought this film, Man of Steel, it, I thought it had more issues that pushed it down, and it's less of an original story. If that's to be fair to Man of Steel, like it's telling a story that's been told before. Many times. Pacific Rim is not like okay for Western audiences. It's not anyway. Even still, the Japanese they like, get a lot of kaiju movies. They don't get a lot of mecha kaiju movies. Yeah, this is like they don't yeah. generally interact, and not like this. Certainly not like the this. The best closest we got from Godzilla proper was Jet Jaguar, <laughs> which is nothing like this. And maybe Mecha Godzilla, he might uh, count. No, come no. on. He was initially designed as as a big robot. Yeah, but that's machine monster versus monster not he's still monster shaped and moves yeah. like a monster fair enough fair he's, enough he's got it's like basically like a different skin on them 
fine. It's probably what it was. Oh, just repainted the old. Actually, truck. no. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a completely different suit. They tried that, but it just didn't work. They did try having just a spare suit painting it. Godzilla suit. The guy inside got high on fumes. Uh, but no, like I said, it, it to me is a nine and ten. I got exactly what I wanted. This is a must buy for any action fan, for any big robot fan, for any monster fan. Just, I can't think of any person that won't enjoy this movie. I have heard of some critics saying that it doesn't live up to expectations. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I thought it lived up to exactly what I expected. Yeah, you're not, if you're looking for a heady piece of cinema, then this is not go the, elsewhere. No. Come with it. <laughs> but Fight Club Realistic. is re-showing in our theaters in, on the, in next week, Monday. Go watch that if you want something deep. This is not going to be a deep movie. It's very much a summer popcorn movie, and you have to just kind of expect that is. But I got exactly what I wanted, so 9 out of 10. Ben? Me? Well, when I saw the first commercials... I had ridiculously high expectations. I think everyone did. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. But then I started seeing the newer commercials. Then my expectations literally went through the floor. I was thinking, oh no, they're starting to make it look like a, a buddy cop kind of thing. You know, one's a stiff, you know, hard straight guy, and the other one's a joker off the. You, you know, could probably kind of you could probably cut the trailers into that kind of trailer if you really wanted to. Make, but I mean, like, it just looked like that, and it's kind of like, oh no. With, with, with like the main. Gypsy Danger Pilot and Idris Alba. Which two guys are we talking about here? I, I guess in the trailer they don't really tell who's who, but no, actually I think it was that uh, the Australian, uh, the Sun. Mm, yeah. I thought they were going to pair them up together because they're okay. like, well, the opposites are working together, and it's like, oh no. Turns I don't want. Turns this. out they're just father and son. Well, no, I, it, it turns out you know he's not matched with him. He's matched with the uh, the girl. Spoilers. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's in the trailer. But then watching it, you know, it made me a lot happier because that's not what it was. It was basically closer to my first expectations. Was it as high? No, but it's still a great movie. It delivers, you know, it even has hilarious little dinky scenes that, you know, like the one when uh, he throws a punch and misses the kaiju and he punches into the building. And it goes through, and it's like, well, what's going to happen here? And it slows down. It's in an office. It yeah. A chemical. And, yeah, and it's and it just stops and nudges the table, which activates the Newton's cradle, which, if you don't know, is that little... The four balls. Yeah, the, well, four or five balls, and they kind of tap together back and forth. Yeah, the, the, the ones on the end move, because it's, it's transferring the energy. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it starts that. Thank God you remember those calls, because as I was trying to explain that, I'd probably have to explain <laughs> it horribly. And someone would have, like, imagine, like, what? Is this guy, that's like a giant it, sex it, it, swing. It, it, <laughs> it's a perpetual motion sex swing. Yes. Yeah. Either way, it has, it actually has, you know, it doesn't have tons of those scenes, but it's got those, and they're nicely put in. Yeah, they're placed. And, oh, yeah. And there's enough of them. And something, like, even then, like, with that scene, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, no, that's actually pretty good. That's hilarious. I'll give it that. And, yeah, I really can't say anything really worth mentioning bad for it i mean is it a perfect movie of course not but you know it's really difficult and you know for what it is it's obvious it's not going to have a massive complex uber plot it's going to be you know freaking paragraph long you can describe it i think we did it like two sentences that's not even really a paragraph aliens come through a rift in the pacific ocean and humans build giant robots to fight them off yeah yeah about two sentences but either way, you know There's what? a semicolon. There is like one sentence. <laughs> either way, after I started seeing that, it I loved it. You know, I probably won't ever give a perfect rating. Well, is it a nine? I kind of want to give it a nine, but I sadly can't. But I won't give it an eight. I'll give it an eight and a half. Because uh, I break the rules. Oh, you break the halves? rules? Yep. Well, okay. Right. Only Ben can use halves. Yeah. Well, he's already done it now. You're allowed one yeah. half. Every five movies since it's been five yeah. movies. Yeah, you, okay. you, you, you've used up your your one for now. I'm gonna screw with you worse than another movie. I know. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna give you like a random decimal number. Five point seven eight three <laughs> on the Richter scale. <laughs> what does it even mean? Anyways, here's yeah. a number. You have to translate it into voltage via an analog computer before you can actually get the actual number I rated it. That would be like pi to the power of nine eights, you know, times y this is, squared. Was it, this is why we need to hire an editor, so I don't have to deal with your shenanigans. Someone else can deal with it. Nah. We need like a, a producer or director to rein us in on set because yeah. it's not—you can't edit out this. No. Well, yeah, you, at this point, yeah, you can. No one's gonna be hearing this bit probably, but no. Yeah. Either way, you know, eight and a half. 
It's good. Better than Man of Steel. Rating-wise, yes. Plot-wise, no. I mean... The content, you know? Yeah. I enjoyed this movie better than I did Man of Steel, but once again, Man of Steel's been told the story many times, so it's not like it was new. It's, it's a Kit Kat bar, the most popular chocolate bar in the world. Yeah. Versus, for me, just going on this, a, a good piece of baklava. It's more, more, baklava is more complex. It's subtler. I love baklava. But you can't, sometimes you just can't beat you know, the, the good old flavor of a Kit Kat bar. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's popular for a reason. That's kind of, Man of Steel is the baklava to Pacific Rim's Kit Kat bar to me. That's yeah. an excellent metaphor. So, See, now so, you've had time to think about it. You came up with an excellent metaphor. See, that's, that's what happens when I have time to think. <laughs> it's a shame I don't know what baklava is. But either way. It's like a phyllo pastry. It's got honey and, mm. on it and little bits of like... It's not it, bad it's, in, it's, in doses. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's not bad in doses. There's some really good... Uh, Barack Pate Baker has some really good baklava, but... Right. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. In any event, we yeah, got that fine. rated. We came actually came pretty close to each other again. Right? I noticed we basically rate things pretty much on the same scale every time. Yeah, around there. About that. In any event, uh, we will see you next time. Uh, This has been the three guys saying goodnight. Goodnight. Goodnight.